The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Hi, welcome to it. It's Friday. You know what that means. Just like almost any other day, we eat at fast food restaurants. I, I was looking at this. More than one-third of U.S. adults eat what the CDC terms as fast food any given day. Now, fast food consumers are more likely to be younger, wealthier, they're more likely to be male and African-American, and they like lunch more than any other day part. Now, they studied eating habits between 2013 and 2016, and they asked consumers whether they ate fast food over the previous 24-hour period. They also included pizza, I'm not too sure about that, but I guess in today's world, that still kind of counts. A lot of times, customers don't remember. You know, who doesn't remember what they ate yesterday? If you were taking a poll and you said, you want to take a poll? Yes. What did you eat yesterday? I don't know. Yeah, you do. You remember. You just don't want to say that you drove through Wendy's and ordered two double burgers and a fry and a Frosty. You just don't want to say it. I understand. I've been there. I've, I've been there with you. Now, age is another big factor. Nearly 45% of Americans aged 20 to 39 eat fast food on any given day. By the time they're 60, I remember when I hit 60. Uh, however, that it plunges down to 24%. So, I know, you get over 60 and it's like, no, nah, I'm not going there. I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to stay home. The doctor said I can't eat that. All right, doctors, who Who cares? You know, you really, I remember a doctor's appointment where the doc had his back to me and he goes, "Uh, you look like you've put on a little weight. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get to 800 pounds. And he just, he didn't even, he didn't flinch. He just was like, well, good luck with that. And he signs the, and he's, I just finished writing my prescriptions. Okay. We're done talking. We're done talking. Okay. Now, uh, it should be no surprise. Men in particularly, you know, younger men are huge users of fast food restaurants. Uh, lunch is still king. So, you know, you have, uh, you have, uh, 38% of men eating fast food on any given day compared to 35% of women. So there's, you know, there's a lot of guys going by themselves doing the drive through by themselves. That's when that, that's the problem, right? That's where you, you go through the drive through by yourself. If you're brought a work mate, female or male, yeah, you know, just, I'll just take the burger and fries and a, and a drink. You're by yourself. I need two double doubles. Uh, I need a large fry, and uh, I need a shake, and then, uh, yeah, I need a large shake, and you might as well put some cheese on the one order of fries, and then a Diet Coke. So, that's your lunch when you're by yourself. I understand. And I need some extra ketchup. Make sure you, but definitely not enough. You know, you have to fight with some of the people at some of the fast food places now for extra ketchup. I'm like, I need some extra ketchup. No, I need some more. No, seriously, just put your hand down in there. Put some in the bag. Get, get the manager if you can't do that. Because we're, we're going to come in. Now, I've started doing this. Let me tell you a little secret of fast food places for ketchup. All right? What you do is you go in. Right? A lot of times we like to go through the drive-thru. I get it. You're lazy. You don't want to get out of your car. But you go in. You order it at the counter. And you take it to go. But you ask. You just get a small cup. So I just need to, just kind of one of the water cups. And you fill that up with the ketchup at the, uh, that's the ketchup, baby. That's your extra ketchup. So they give you the packages, but you're still taking that extra water cup full of ketchup with you. 
All right. And, and look, don't look at me like that. I, if it's too much, you know, it's a waste. I get it. We waste a lot in America. But I use a lot of it anyway. I'm just telling you a little secret. I'm telling you a little secret. Okay? So that's how to do it. Now, according to the study, uh, 43%, 43.7% of the consumers ate fast food at lunch, 42% dinner, 22% snacks. Are you going to a fast food place for snacks? And 22% for breakfast. No. Largely because men like lunch. Yeah, no kidding. Duh. Uh, the gap didn't exist at dinner. 42% of men, 419 almost the same, ate uh, together because they're eating together. Right? I mean, you got couples going to fast food. I don't want to cook. Neither do I, Wendy's. I don't want to cook. Neither do I, Chick-fil-A. I don't want to cook. Neither do I, pizza. I don't want to eat. Neither do I, Taco Bell. I don't want to eat. Neither do I, Chicken Express. No, no Panda Express. No. I'm sorry. There is, okay. A, you're talking too much in my ear today. So shut, stop. B, there is a Chicken Express, and they're good. And they have great white gravy. Tremendous. Just letting you know. Okay. Now, another study that will make you rethink your fast food eating. Um, in uh, <clears throat> KFC, McDonald's, and Burger King, uh, the Daily Mail released a report by the BBC about the presence of fecal matter in their ice machines in these fast food restaurants. So, you may want to rethink the drinks. But I would say that if a restaurant has an issue with that in their ice machines, they probably have an issue with that in some other places of that restaurant. Right? I mean, they're not that clean. My, gra- my grandfather was a big believer in going to a restaurant and going to the bathroom. You'd sit down and he'd go to the bathroom. And he believed, and I, and I was part of it a few times, if the bathroom is dirty, that means the kitchen is dirty, we're leaving. And we would sit, I can, can't tell you a couple times, we sat down, you're hungry, you just want to eat, and out, out of the bathroom comes grandpa, we're going, place is filthy. Sir, can we help you? Nope, bathrooms are, bathrooms are all messy, I don't want to see the kitchen. We're out. Have a nice day. Now, that's a rule I should follow. I should follow. I don't. But I have been to restaurants where we've eaten, and I go to the bathroom, and you realize, ooh, man, we probably shouldn't have eaten here. And you don't go back. You don't go back to that particular one. And so that's bad. But several restaurants reported uh, random ice machine tests with uh, coliform bacteria found growing inside. Can we just clean the ice machines? Is that too much to ask? I mean, apparently so. Burger King, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken. The BBC group found that seven out of ten KFCs failed this test. Now, I know this is a BBC report, so they're not talking about, you know, here in America. But you know that it's going to be close to as bad, if not worse, here in the States. Right? I mean, you just know that. You just do. All right, it's Friday. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. This is Chewing the Fat with uh, yours truly, Jeff Fisher. We had a great time on Pat Unleashed today. If you have an opportunity, you can go back and listen. We, uh, we uh, had fun with more on trivia, uh, both the game and uh, Stuber Gear. Uh, happened to stop by. And 
don't know what his deal was. He's all lovey-dovey, rubbing his, leaving his head on my shoulder. I guess he was still drunk from the radio show. And if you don't know that story, you can you know, go back and look that up at TheBlaze or GlennBeck.com. I'm sure they have a story about Glenn's science project on uh, getting drunk, uh, you know, wrapping it up with the Barack Obama story that was released earlier in the week where Barack said that he used to drink, uh, I, I used to drink a six-pack of beer in an hour and go to class. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't that, that good of a student, but I was smart enough to get by because I didn't have to study. Ugh. Agonizing. It was not, it was not fun having to sit through a Barack Obama message infomercial again i'm it's becoming more and more because he's out in the public's eye again you know he's out there wanting people to vote for the democrats and they're calling him in he's mr big shot he's got his the wife's out on the trail the you know they got the new netflix deal they're getting ready for all of that and he's still you know he's still barack obama by coming to a country near you Now, Dublin City Council is considering a plan to house up to 150 homeless people in a rented cruise ship. All right. Now, at first you think, all right, well, I guess that's okay. Well, why rent it? First of all, why rent it? Just buy the ship. Buy a place for the homeless to live on the ship, right? Now, they uh, came up with the idea of hiring a private cruise ship. It only holds like 100, 150 homeless people. What is that, like a miniature cruise ship? I mean, those cruise ships hold thousands of people. They'd be living better than you and me. They got pools and slides and saunas. I mean, hello. Pull in one of those ships that got uh, they got halfway tipped over, still got a little hole in the bottom. Run those up to the dock and let them live there. It'd be good enough for them, I think. But. Uh, I think that that's a plan that I wouldn't be surprised to see San Francisco do something like that. I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe New York do something like that. Maybe Philadelphia. Some of the cities along the coast, Miami, uh, you know, pull a ship in. San Francisco definitely would. No question. And so, uh, you know, of course, they're not really smart business people, so they'll just rent it from the people. No, we'll just rent those cruise ships, okay? We'll just we'll pay for rent, and then we'll pay for people to come and clean it up. And then we'll pay for people to come and clean the water up when the homeless people are are pooping and peeing in the water, you know, off the side of the ship. We'll just pay for that. Don't worry about it. It's better than having to pay for people to clean up poop in the streets. I I might have to agree with that, actually. But I think that, uh, look, if we're going to give them places to live like that, let's, I'm okay, just let the city buy the ship. It's going to be cheaper in the long run, right? I mean, that's the argument, is that we buy the ship, and then and then you have people that come in and take care of it. But it's good. there's going to have to be some kind of security, right? I mean, holy cow. It could get ugly. Ugly. On one of those big cruise ships with, you know, a thousand homeless people. It could get really ugly. You think, you see some of the streets that have, you see a lot of homeless people. Well, really, that street has maybe got, what, 50? You know, something like that. And you put them all and you start rounding them up. That doesn't sound too good, actually. We're just going to round them up. Just round up the homeless. We're going to round them up. Maybe we, you know what we can do? We can put little patches on them. Like, uh, you know, little little yellow stars that say, hey, homeless. 
And then they know that that's how they get on the ship because they got the little patch, right? And you know what? Oh, my gosh. Since since they might lose the jacket or something that has the patch on it, let's just give them a tattoo. We'll just give them a tattoo on their forehead so we know. We know it's them. You know what? Instead of a tattoo, because that's kind of embarrassing, they want people to know because that tattoo is said, we'll be able to chip in them. Just give them a chip, and they get into, they get on the ship with the chip. And that way, if something bad happens to them on the street, we can scan the chip, and we know that it's Bill the homeless guy. And uh, he's got nobody, so we ship him back to the morgue, and we're done with him. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's... I know that the homeless problem actually is a problem. I get it. And San Francisco tries to say that it's not a growing problem. It just appears to be a bigger problem because San Francisco has now decided to build where the homeless people used to stay. And so what that's done is just brought knocked the homeless people out of their encampment. So it looks like there's more, but there really isn't. But to the shops and the business people, in those neighborhoods and the homeowners in those neighborhoods, uh, it, it is more. Uh, it's a lot more. So, I mean, really, other than having uh, poop cleaners uh, clean the street, and by the way, the way to pay for that, I've already, I've already told you how to pay for that. Make that into a reality show, San Fran Poop Cleaners, and let TV pay for it. I mean, tell me that. Go ahead. Tell me you wouldn't watch it. That's right. That's right. You can't. You can't because you would watch it. The Poop Cleaners of San Francisco. I mean, that's a great show. But for those of you living in San Francisco or living in these other cities that uh, are full of homeless people and you think, man, I need to get out of here, but I can't sell my home. How do I get out of here? Aha! Hello, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's how, my friend. That's how. When you had trouble selling your house, that's exactly what happened to Glenn and Tanya. They had problems. They couldn't sell their house. And they struggled with it off and on for months. It may have even gone on longer than a year, into years. But for sure, months. And they said there's got to be a better way. And that's why they started realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. They've got uh, the best agents all over a thousand towns, all over America. They want to earn your business. They're highly rated agents. They will help you get the job done. They have great marketing plans that create demand for your home so that they can sell your home on time and for the most money. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Excuse me. Mm, I need a drink. Let's go over to the water cooler. I'm sorry, I needed a drink. All right, well, as long as we're here, you know, we're just hanging out in the break room, uh, taking a drink. You know how a lot of companies, uh, and boy, I wish this company did, uh, gave away free snacks and uh, drinks and stuff during the day for employees? Um, this company actually used to do that. And Glenn was a big believer in it because Google did it and, you know, the big companies, Twitter, all the all the Silicon Valley companies believe that that's a cool thing to do. And Glenn was a fan of that even before they were up and started. I remember talking to him about it, that he thought it would be cool. And one of the reasons, one of the ways that you look at it is that you figure you give those snacks away in the break room, or whatever, but employees stay here and they work. They stay at your place of work and they, you know, they eat and they snack and, and they work. 
All right. And a lot of companies believe that that's, you know, that is, uh, you know, what is good about it. Right. Their theories is, is that it provides uh, collaboration. You know, they, they hang out in the break room or they're, they're eating, they're all jumping together, eating their little boxes of cereal or whatever, and they start talking. And, uh, you know, they start coming up with different ideas, and you talk to all the different employees. And it's an expensive practice. One of the things that, uh, that we found out here at The Blaze is that it's an expensive practice, just so you know. <laughs> and so companies like Google and Twitter that are making billions are able to do that. However, uh, companies that aren't making billions, it's an expensive practice, just so you know. However, if you wanted to do this as a company, go ahead. That's all about, I'm all for it. If you want, uh, if you want to have a gym, if you want to put in a pool, by the way, if Glenn wants to put in a pool here at the Mercury Studios, I'm 100% for that. Um, the gym, uh, you know, if he wants, you know, if they have to have a gym next to a pool, fine. But no, we did not try that. No, we did not. We put in some reversal chair, whatever the hell that thing is called. What is it called? The inver- inver- inverted chair. Nobody got on that thing because oh, I never saw the treadmill. I saw the treadmill in in uh, somebody's side room in this building that was never used and collected dust. I saw that. That had that had shirts hanging on it. I saw that. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't for everyone to use. It was in somebody's side room, Glenn, and nobody used it. But if you want to do that as a company, good for you. Uh, this is America. Nobody's going to help you decide who's on your board of directors. Wait, California is. Nobody's going to tell you what you can and can't do. Wait, yeah, they do. California, more companies being told what they can. Can't do. So now, get this. The technology firm's free food policy has come under attack by politicians. Where are the technology firms mostly based? Uh, California. Uh, They believe that it is uh, uh, horrible. It has horrible effects on local eateries. So in San Francisco, uh, lawmakers are considering banning the practice. They're going to ban companies from having free food for their employees. If those companies remain in that state, it's their fault. That is the most agonizing thing I believe I've heard today. And I've heard a number of agonizing things today. Some you'll never know what they are, but... You know what I'm talking about. You went through your week. It's Friday. You ready for the weekend? Me too. You ready for some college football? Just a little bit of NFL. Maybe a couple of Netflix binge shows. I get it. Be with the family or not. Tell them to leave you alone. I get it. But that is agonizing that they feel that they can tell companies, private companies, Oh, Jeff, they're not private. They're over there on the stock market. Those are publicly traded companies. We can tell them whatever we want to do. Uh, No. No. Not in my America, my friend. Not in my America. That is agonizing. 
Are we still? We're, I know I'm in the break room, and we're just. I got a little upset here in the break room. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I got it. I'm sorry. So, look, I want to thank uh, uh, those of you that uh, have been listening to the podcast and following directions. Thank you so much. I've been getting your messages, uh, I've, and I've been getting your screenshots of your, uh, you know, subscribe, rate, review, and share. I know I added share after that, so you can, you know, if you want to wait till next week to add the share, that's fine. But you should definitely, you know, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, subscribe, rate, and review. And I know a lot of times you struggle, you don't know what to say, how to say the right things. When you rate it, 20 stars, and review it, best podcast you've ever heard. Best podcast there is. Greatest podcast I've ever heard. There. That's all you need to do. Simple. And thank you so much. But I will say that uh, I got an email from a, uh, from a, a proposed fan uh, here at the network and they emailed it and uh, you know of course they copied uh, you know the network was nice of them uh, but uh, I don't know if this is a compliment or not the email was um, uh, when we listen to Glenn Pat Doc the talent are all the equivalent to eating at Ruth's Chris we have to get dressed up we have to act civilized at Ruth's Chris all of that but eventually here comes Jeffy and it's great because I can go to Taco Bell or McDonald's in my underpants and a pair of flip-flops. Jeffy is the trailer park Rush Limbaugh. It just feels like we're having a conversation with one of our buddies and the Trump syndrome without the billions, if you will. Thanks. I think. All right. A little fashion, a little plastic surgery, a little marriage talk on a Friday just to you know set up the weekend for you. Um, some of the fashion things that are happening now, and you know me, I mean, I am fashion. There's no question. Um, I, uh, is, we'll just leave it at that. I was going to go a little bit deeper to you, but now it's a Friday. There's no need to go any deeper. You just know that I am fashion. I know that, uh, one of the big, uh, fashion trends, uh, coming out of the summer, uh, are the glitter butts and the glitter bodies where, Mostly female, but there are some male uh, cover up their body parts and their entire bodies with this glitter paint glue. And uh, while it seems and looks okay, uh, I I don't know that I'm opposed. I'm not opposed to maybe a few. If I was uh, going to design uh, clothing, you could design clothing around the glitter. I don't know that I, you know, the whole body thing is just a, that's, that's like a little, Hey, look at me. I'm naked, but not really a thing, but you've got to be able to, you know, you've got to be able to participate in life and participate on the street. So you need some kind of clothing, but you, if you want that, if you want that, you know, good look, you want particular different body parts covered in glitter and you can, I'll let you use your own imagination on what body parts you'd like to see open or covered uh, with glitter. I have my own. <laughs> That's all. Now, there is a fashion story that really has me upset. And, I, and I, I'm genuinely a little upset. Walmart. I love Walmart. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's America. Walmart is America. So they're buying a company for $100 million. All right now, this is fine. They buy companies all the time. They, they, you know, they companies they buy companies all the time for hundreds of millions of dollars. They're giving a hundred million dollars to this Eloquy 
company. And what is Eloquy? It's a plus-sized fashion startup. Are you kidding me? Uh, Dear Walmart, Moomoo's by Jeffy, Moomoo's by Jeffy.com. Uh, I know that uh, I'm a startup and uh, we're just getting off the ground and you want to try to, uh, you know, you want to try to uh, uh, lean some of your fashion clothes to the, to the plus sized people. And I got news for you. That's a good move. All right. Those are the people that are shopping at your stores, myself included. And so, and by the way, uh, this uh, eloquy is really leans toward women. Uh, Moomoo's by Jeffy. Uh, we don't have a gender. Okay? It's for all genders. You can you can have whatever kind of gender you want. Could still wear Moomoo's by Jeffy. It's gender free. And I'm willing right now, Walmart, just between you and me, right now it's a Friday, I'm tired. You know, I know you guys are tired, you're trying to go home. I'm willing right now, like 50 million. All right, we'll call it fifty million, and it's yours. All right, we might, you know, I'll even look if you if you want to wheel and deal a little bit, call me. But I'd rather just take the fifty million and move. On. Just that's all. It's I'd rather take the fifty million and just move on. Is that okay? Yeah, call me. So plastic surgery. You know my feeling on plastic surgery, and if you don't, let me tell you. Uh, I think that plastic surgery is great as long as you don't get hooked. And I believe most people are about three cuts away from clown face. That's my theory. My theory is three cuts to clown face. All right, because you get the first one, and the first one looks great. The first one you do, I mean, you get either get the you get rid of the you know the turkey neck, or you get the eyes done a little bit. You have them done, or you get the cheek, you get the cheeks pulled back a little bit, tightening up the skin a little bit. And it looks great. And you look in the mirror and you go, oh my gosh, that looks so much better. That's exactly what I wanted. And then about a month later, you go, you know, I wonder if they could just pull it back a little bit tighter here by the ears. And maybe, you know, this first one was so great, but I could just like to get this done right here. And then the second one doesn't really do as good a job as the first one. The first, second one, you're like, oh, that's not really what I wanted. I was hoping for something else. And then you go, well, maybe I can just have them do this to, to fix up the second one. And that's the third one. And then it's cloud face. You're there. Three cuts to cloud face. You're done. So now in uh, the United Kingdom, uh, surgeons are told not to perform this procedure after a British woman dies. And now people are dying from the Brazilian butt lift. The procedure, the procedure draws from the back of the stomach and injects it to reshape the buttocks. All right, so they're they're taking fat from your stomach, which, I mean, if you'd like to buy some fat for your Brazilian buddy, you don't want to take it from yourself, call me. So, <laughs> actually, I just thought of that. that that's actually, I'm, I, I'm, I'm now selling my inner stomach fat for Brazilian butt lifts. I was going to maybe agree with the doctors and say the Brazilian butt lift should be, you know, canceled because it's unsafe. People are dying, but maybe they're dying because the procedure is twofold. But if they've already got the fat and you can, I, that was a, that was, uh, thank you. The, uh, the, the, just use my, if you already got the fat for the butt, you're good. I mean, I just, I have a million dollar idea now and tell me, 
I mean, if you want to sell your fat, shouldn't you be allowed to? Yes is the answer to that. If you answered anything other than yes, you're wrong. I don't even want to hear, well, no. You should be allowed to sell your own fat. Especially to the Brazilian butt lift professionals that are looking. That's what they do. They're sucking people. The women, some women might not have the stomach fat for the Brazilian butt. That's why they're, I don't know why she died, but I'm sure that's why it was. Actually, what they're saying is that uh, uh, the injected fat may cause infections. Oh, we don't like that. No, we're not reading that. The injected fat may cause infections. No, it's the fat they're taking out of you is what's bad because you want to buy my fat. My fat has been cleaned and pure and it's not, you're not going to catch anything and nothing's going to go bad. So it draws the fat from the back of your stomach and then they inject it and reshape the buttocks. Wow. Just amazing. So the injected fat may cause infections, and if it's injected into a major blood vessel, it could cause a heart attack or stroke. Well, that's not the people's fault. That's They're picking the wrong stupid doctors. I mean, oh yeah, just anybody. He's the cheapest. I'll let him inject fat into my butt. Be great. Oh, just, just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. All right, so I want to go. I got a couple stories on the fat pile uh, here on the fat cast, but uh, I want to just remind you quickly that uh, this weekend, uh, talking Walking Dead will be back. Uh, talk Walking Dead is back this Sunday, the seventh of October. Tremendous. Looking forward to it. Season nine and Fear the Walking Dead just ended last week, and I do a podcast, a separate podcast from this one. And we discuss that show. And I have uh, my co-host, Jason Buttrell, and uh, my son, my youngest son, Maximus, uh, joins us for that podcast. And since uh, since uh, last week was the end of fear, I'm going to do that. And we talked a lot about the end of fear and the beginning of dead on that podcast. And I'm going to I'm going to that'll be available on Saturday. And then the new talking walking dead as we recap the first show of season nine will be available Monday morning. And then right back to then right back to chewing the fat uh, Monday afternoon. And uh, again, I really thank you for uh, listening to the show and letting people know about it. And I appreciate it. And you can email me at uh, chewing the fat at the com If you need to know anything, you want to know anything, you want to add something, you want to tell me, hey, how come you never talk about this? Why don't you talk about this? Or, hey, fat man, you're the greatest ever. I like those emails a lot. Hey, fat man, you're the greatest ever. I don't get a lot of those, but I do like them. All right. So a couple stories on the fat pile today before we wrap it up and let's call it a weekend. Okay. Uh, an employee who finally got caught and you know, they always get caught. They always get caught. They always think they, you know, that's everything is covered. But uh, this particular man, a trucking company employee in Western Pennsylvania blew almost $400,000. All right. So he's deep pocketed money from his company. All right, he's worked out a way to funnel money from customer payments to his personal bank account. All right, and you're thinking, hey, all right. I mean, how long can it last? I don't know. I don't know. It lasted for, for a while for him. But he, was spent, he spent it all on strippers and tickets to sporting events. So you knew that something, I mean, if you're ending up, 
If you're ending up going to the strip clubs every night and partying and going to all these sporting events, somebody you work with is going, how much do we pay him? Right? Because it's like, there's no way you're doing all that. Uh, He went to strip clubs and casinos, went to all these sporting events. And uh, he was the director of a credit billing and collections. All right. So then he he worked it out. So he had $373,928 for a couple of years. This was going on since 2015, right? The end of 2015 has been going on. So really, I mean, he could have taken more. So he was actually probably pretty good, right? In the 300,000, they weren't noticing. 100 grand a year, he's funneling that off. The company probably didn't even notice. It was the other employees that noticed, well, you know, he's doing all this stuff. And so one day while he's off, and he's not there, and this is the story. And, and I, I know exactly what happened. The story says, in July, co-workers logged on to Perry's work account while he wasn't at work, which sparked the police investigation and subsequent arrest. Now, I, he's off, and his co-worker, Millie, or Fred, was like, that guy is up to something. And so they logged on to his computer and figured out what he was doing because there's no way that he could be going to strip clubs and going to sporting events and going to casinos on his pay. And that extra hundred grand a year for the last three years, I mean, he was just, he's living large on that. I mean, I'd like to say good for him, but he got caught. Now, there's a girl, eight years old. One more story for the fat pile before we head home on a Friday, all right? An eight-year-old girl. And the story, I really like this. I love this story so much, and yet it, it, I, I, it irks me a little. Eight-year-old girl pulls a 1,500-year-old sword out of the water in a lake in Sweden. She's there with her parents. She's whoa, playing in a lake. Da, da, da. Oh, I just stepped on something. What is that? Oh, I think it's a stick, honey. Don't worry about it. Just pull it out of there. Get it out of the way. Oh, no, it's a thousand-year-old sword. Amazing. Right? They said the first time they said it's all probably a thousand years old, but they've now looked at it and studied it fifteen hundred years ago. She's amazing. Right? I mean it's fantastic for her. Now they say, well, the level of the water is extremely low at the time and owing that to a drought, of course, which is probably why she uncovered the ancient weapon. No, she uncovered the ancient weapon because she stepped on it. Okay. A storm came through, stepped on it. It was in the, in the muck forever. It was in the muck for, I don't know, 1,500 years. But this is where it kind of ticks me off. Okay. And I was like, why? What are you doing? Um, the, the local museum, where the sword is now being kept, is extremely well preserved. And now they have further excavations on the site. Um... Dear Museum, no. Uh, dear Museum, mine? Uh, no, you can't. I mean, you can take it. I'll have to go with you. We'll figure out how old it is. And we'll, you know, you can take, there it is. No problem. But uh, keeping it, uh, no thanks. Uh, that's mine. Now, what do you think a 1,500-year-old sword is worth? I don't know. They're, they don't tell. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying they don't say what it's worth. It's probably it's worth whatever somebody's going to pay for it, right? Uh, so you re- so you really don't know. But I'm guessing 
you know, that whatever it's worth, that museum taking care of it for her is not going to pay her for it. You know, you really should donate that sword and preserve it because we can preserve it really good for you. And we'll put your name on the nameplate underneath the glass saying that Lil Saga found it stepping on a lake in the summer of 2018. No, thanks. I'm good. I'll take my sword back now, okay? We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. You know I love you. Seriously, I do. And I look, I don't know if anyone told you you look good today or not. It's Friday. Everybody's had a long week, but you look great. And you should always know that, that you look great. Have a great weekend, okay? Just I don't know that I would wear what you're wearing every day. Once a month. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,